Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. My name is Green Sky. Since I am a clinical social worker, today I want to lay out a clinical analysis of R. Kelly. And it's based on what we understand about the situation with young women and the recent documentary, Surviving R. Kelly. And I'm doing this analysis because as part of the social work profession, we come in contact with many cases that involve men who mimic several of the traits that R. Kelly displayed and some of the behaviors that were documented from what the women has discussed who's been involved with him in the past. Their stories were pretty consistent and really the main purpose of this podcast is to highlight the hallmark of a healthy relationship. So first, um, what we have is R. Kelly uh, currently, he's, in, he's involved with two women. And um, they're two, the two women are very, very young. One is aged 18 and the other, I believe, is age 20. And, you know, at that age, um, young women might not understand what a healthy relationship entails. And they may have some growth that needs to happen in order for them to become a mature adult. And, you know, just because you turn 18 doesn't mean that you automatically mature. And brain research tells us that people don't quite mature until they reach the age of about 25 or 26. Um, I do understand that legally there must be an official cutoff um, and 18 is that cut off. But keep in mind that one day before your 18th birthday, you can't make decisions as an adult, but the next day you automatically claim can. Um, and just make this point because I want to highlight that really young women, um, although you might be over the age of 18, it doesn't mean that you're not exploitable and vulnerable and very impressionable. And I do predict that um, once these women reach the age of about 27, 28, the relationship will probably end with R. Kelly and that R. Kelly will move on to a woman who's 18, much younger, if he's not already in prison by that point. Um, so basically, R. Kelly fits the typical profile of an abusive partner. Um, one of the things that behaviors that was documented that he displayed was isolation. And so what you'll find is that an abuser will attempt to isolate the victim by severing uh, the victim's ties to outside support and resources. And so um, an abuser uh, will accuse the victim's friends and family of being troublemakers. And, you know, with R. Kelly, you know, his comments were they just want they just want money or they're just after a record deal or, you know, just making excuses and putting the blame on the parents and loved ones as they are the bad person. And what it does is that it blocks um, and separates the victim from their family. Another thing he did to separate was that he took control of their cell phone. And so he, if you remember, he, um, you know, he was very controlling in terms of their contact with the outside world. And so when you block someone's access to a vehicle, to work, to a telephone, that is the classic sign of an abusive partner. Another classic sign um, that R. Kelly displayed is controlling behavior. Um, in the beginning, you might want to 
you might find that an abuser will want to control the behavior for a certain reason. So they'll say this is for your own good. And so in R. Kelly's situation, they said, you know, you have to stay with me so that we can work on this album. And you have to stay with me so that we can do these things. So it's a way of saying, I have to completely control you in order for you to get these things. And so um, usually the control worsens, you know, as the as the behavior worsens, as the situation progresses. And the abuser may assume control over all of finances and may prevent the victim from coming and going freely. And so he, um, in order to do that, um, he really looked for very vulnerable people who were very young. And um, I think he also used intimidation and manipulation in particular. So one thing that his um, ex-wife talked about was that he would lower his guard and start crying and start talking about how he had reading problems and, you know, lots of stories where he, you know, he would, would basically cry and not, you know, talking about he's, he has not been able to read. And so that is a way for um, abusers to suck the victim in. And so when you do that, you can institute some level of control and intimidation over the person. Another reason um, where I saw him using control was that he would limit their food intake and they had to ask permission to eat, permission to go to the bathroom, all aspects of their life. He had to have total control over that. Typical, typical abuse, um, abuser. The next thing is, um, that was pretty evident in the documentary was that, um, he displayed threats of violence. And so this, um, consists of any threats of physical force meant to control the partner. So, um, most people, you know, don't threaten their mates, but an abuser will excuse this behavior by claiming, you know, that everyone does this. And so I, I do believe it, uh, there were some reports about R. Kelly threatening to do harm to family members and loved ones. He, um, you know, and, and that's something that's pretty typical. And I would imagine that he probably uses lots of intimidation and threats. Um, and, and the next aspect was that um, he blamed other people for the problems and for um, and for what was happening. So an abuser will blame others for all of the problems that the person has. You know, the abuser um, won't own their own shortcomings. Um, they'll just blame it on everyone else. So someone is always out to get the abuser or, you know, these people are out to get me. Your family's out to get me. The industry is out to get me. And so, you know, that's and, and that's an obstacle toward R. Kelly being able to achieve and being able to sell his records and so forth. And so um, and, and, and partly so they also can um, blame the victim for him not having made the money or been able to achieve what he wants. And so the abuser will also use feelings to manipulate the victim. You know, what you'll see is that they'll make phrases such as you're hurting me by not doing what I want or you control how I feel. And so what typically happens is that even in these situations is that there's cycles between abuse and recovery. And so, um, you know, sometimes you can use intimidation, blame that other person for how they feel. And then you try to have a makeup period. So it's called the, the honeymoon effect. And 
You'll find this a lot in abusive situations. You'll also find um, absence of empathy, lack of remorse, indifferent to other people's feelings. You know, women spoke about how he treated them in a way where they just felt like he just didn't care about other people's feelings. At the beginning, he was very nice and sucked them in. But after a while, he was very dismissive of them. So the next thing, um, very obviously, um, that triggered to us as social workers that this is an an abusive person was that um, his use of sex and um, this behavior um, can include like restraining partners against their will during sex, acting out sexual sexual fantasies in which the partner is very helpless, intimidating the intimidating sex when the partner is maybe asleep or demanding that they do that they have sex in a certain way and this was evident in a lot of the um, women um, who were discussing like he had us have threesomes and so forth so the abuser may show little concern for their partner's wishes and um, actually um, sex is not necessarily like a sexual gratification. It's yet another way to manipulate and to get people to do what they want them to do. And, you know, I will say that um, he videotaped them and used this as blackmail and used this as hum- humiliation. And um, what some social workers would say is that this is sort of like sexual sadism. And, um, and I-, I believe that when we hear accounts about him urinating in people's mouth and um, you know, I often wonder if he's actually getting sexual pleasure out of this or if he's just trying to uh, um, totally dominate his um, victims. Um, but anyway, he seems to have been harming other people through sex. And, you know, there was one part where his assistant would say, I can't stop videotaping these girls. And so it's almost like he had a compulsion and he wasn't able to stop, although he wanted to. He asked for help. <clears throat> With R. Kelly, I think that um, we can say that looking at his background and how he grew up, that he did not have a very secure attachment. And, you know, if you look at any of the attachment research, you know, he fits probably um, where there was lots and lots of disruptions in attachment. And so he probably just doesn't trust himself. He doesn't trust other people. And in those situations, you don't love yourself. And so you are attracted to other people that you can absolutely control. And that's secure to you. So, you know, the victims and their families, you know, I think there's some stigma attached to that. And, you know, I often wonder why they didn't come forward, you know. And, you know, we have the Stockholm Syndrome um again he may be um he may be torturing them and making threats about them and their family so abuse um people um you know tend to be atim- intimidated by their abuser and i just want to end this discussion by just highlighting what is a healthy relationship you know a healthy relationship is when two people respect each other and listen to each other's issues and everybody's thoughts and feelings are important and are considered and you know two people a healthy relationship involves two people who are able to support each other's ambitions and life goals and you know someone um if someone comes to you if your significant other comes to you and you did something wrong to them you're willing to apologize and show empathy for that person you're willing to compromise you never put each other down you never um are triggered during um arguments and discussions and you know a relationship should be a time where you can grow with each other and learn about each other instead of holding each other back. 
This is Green Sky. Thank you for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.